0: done it, and he's done it in grand style with a boundary. Well done, Glenn McGrath. First ever half-century
1: in test cricket. He's got it out! He's, 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 he's got it out! Blaine I has got it! She got his birthday. Not yet, love your team! briggs
0: 200 in style. What a moment for her. And she hit contest. Look at that. What an it is. Welcome to another episode of the Community Game Changers podcast where we sit down and chat with community cricket volunteers from across the country and share some amazing initiatives that they have brought to life in an attempt to help other sporting club volunteers bring to life ideas at their club. Today's guest is National Community Cricket Award winner Leah Wilson from the Newcastle Junior Cricket Association and the Charlestown Junior Cricket Club in New South Wales. Leah won the award for the Women and Girls Initiative of the Year and we sat down post awards to talk about her nomination and how she is helping transform girls cricket throughout the Newcastle region. Welcome to the podcast Leah, how are you feeling after last night? Yeah, I think we're, I'm still in shock. <laughs>
1: We're uh, riding a bit of a high. We've uh, we've all been messaging and everyone's getting in touch this morning. But yeah, just just very um, humbled. I, I guess is probably one of the, the biggest things. When you know everyone listening and watching, all volunteers, and you know how lucky are we that that we got there. And you got the crew together down at the club. We did, yeah, so I had um, a few people from our association committee um, and then a few people from our our club and, you know, we've got one female coach in the club who coaches one of our girls' teams and so she came with a family and um, a few of the girls that play. So it was was lovely. We had kids and adults and, yeah, it was a great little gathering.
0: Awesome. Now we are here uh, to talk about the nomination but, more importantly, the work that went um, in behind it. Now, tell us a bit about how you actually got involved in cricket in the first place.
1: Uh, So my son has been playing, uh, he's almost 15 now, he's been playing since he was about nine. Um, So we watched a bit of um, boys' junior cricket for a few years, Uh, went to the presentations, uh, and then eventually went to an AGM. (laughs) And as soon as you go to an AGM, you get a job.
0: (laughs) It's dangerous going to an AGM. It is dangerous and uh,
1: yeah, so um, we got, got involved that way and in terms of the girls, going to those presentations over the years, we started with quite a few girls at the very first couple of presentations we went to and then over the years, they synced, there were just less and less girls. They were still playing, a few left and a few, um, the girls that wanted to keep playing moved to another club that had all girls teams. So um, that was probably my first observation of what, what, you know, where are all the girls going and, and why aren't they staying here at our club? Um, and that sort of spurred on a bit of, bit of my involvement.
0: Um, in terms of that, so why do you think they were going somewhere else? They were going to
1: a club where there were already girls' teams so in our club, they tended to play in the mixed team or in, with the boys in the junior competitions. So there are a couple of clubs that had all girls teams. Um, so and and the, um, a coach that was is we've got um, a really high profile and and um, high performance coach here in Newcastle who's involved with um, the New South Wales women's team, country women's team, and so they all moved across to there because the other girls were there basically. Um, And yeah, we ended up with one. We've had two years in a row. We had one girl in the club.
0: And so what made you want to specifically get involved in trying to bring girls back?
1: Uh, One of my son's friends wanted to play cricket. And so I said, yeah, of course, you know, come in. I was a registrar at the club at the time. And she came along and um, realised that she was going to be the only girl and um, then got in touch with some other people and found out that were, she could go to another club that had all girls. So <laughs> that spurred me on <laughs> when I couldn't get young Lee into, into a team. <laughs> um, I thought, no, we need to do something about this and try and start to think about getting
0: girls into our club. And what? So, what was the first thing? So, you've had this realization, and you've got the passion, and you want to get them in. What was the first thing that you did?
1: Uh, we have we at that point had a um, an afternoon Friday afternoon sixes. Uh, uh, it was a T20 competition um, that was played. I think there were about seven aside, um, and we had, didn't have it. hadn't had a team at our club at Charlestown for a few years, so my first thing was to get a group of girls to, to play that. So we had a very small team. I uh, mean, it was a mixture of ages. And so that was about two years ago. And the girl and I went along and um, I was I was only going to be the registrar and get them organised, but naturally end up, you know, there every Friday afternoon <laughs> getting, you know. And we, we had a um, an ex-Charlestown girl who was a mentor to those girls. And so watching her, so she, she now plays with another club, but watching her pass on her love and passion for the game to these younger girls and then watching how much they enjoyed it. um, uh, That, that really sort of really got us, got us going. Um, So then realizing that those girls don't particularly want to play Saturday morning cricket with the boys. um, They still, you know, um, they want to play with other girls. They, they're worried about, you know, the judgment of, uh, you know, bowling a ball, hitting a ball in front of, Group of boys, and, and not all girls are like that by any stretch of the imagination, but um, they weren't interested in going into that junior cricket. So it was then the idea, and that was working with our local, with the um, Newcastle Junior Cricket Association, and um, that idea of rolling out, in, introducing all girls competition to align with the junior competition um, here in Newcastle.
0: How did you find that first group of girls?
1: They were keen. They wanted to play. Um, they didn't want to go and play on a Saturday morning, but they were really keen and they loved it. And watching, uh, watching their, them, you know, all show up. They didn't know each other. Didn't know anyone else. Um, didn't really. Some of them didn't even know how to play cricket. They just had done a f- uh, some of the workshops at schools. Um, we have some really good schools programs here in Newcastle, um, so that had been their only only exposure. But watching how they enjoy their cricket. Um, and what they get out of it, and at the end of that season, the little friendships that had been formed and the connections that they'd made was um, was probably what motivated me to keep going.
0: And in terms of support from the club, um, how did you go about that, and was that easy, a challenge, uh, getting kind of like the whole club on board? Yeah,
1: look, we've only it's only a very small committee at our club, so it wasn't that hard. It was just <laughs> my husband's a <the> president. <laughs> You know, he'll tend to, to let me run with whatever project I want to go with. <laughs> and then it was um really the the yeah, we're really lucky. The small group we've got um a female secretary, um, and she's super supportive. She doesn't have daughters, but she's super supportive of getting the girls involved and she's been she's been along for the ride with us. Um and so, no, really at, so at club level, we we're really lucky that. Yeah, everyone was really supportive of, of keeping it up getting it started yeah
0: what were some if any of the challenges or things that you've learned especially from the club perspective I know that we'll move on to the association in a sec but what were the things that you did you need to adjust anything did you need to change anything obviously you mentioned the, the changing of the day but were there any other things that you found that first kind of that trial period at the start that you really needed to to make changes to to make the girls feel welcome um, we needed them to have kits, so we wanted to keep the costs as
1: low as possible. So we didn't charge a big registration for them, which meant that meant that we didn't have a you know huge huge amount of funding to go and buy new kits for the girls. So, um, and I mean that's that also happens with with the boys, but it meant that the girls the first kits they got were all these hand me down stuff from from the boys and you know the gloves that we hadn't put into the boys' kits and that sort of thing. So. Um, Having the right gear for them was, um, and just having gear for them was probably our first challenge. We just put them, they are wearing the same uniform as the boys. We went down the path of, you know, do we we get them a girl-specific uniform? But at that point in time, and, and we're still sort of thinking along those lines of, the girls want to be taken seriously as girls cricketers if they want to cut to you this might be something we consult with them for next season if they want their own uniform then we will do everything we can to get them their own but we um, just put them in the same uniform as the boys as far as we've just had our presentation and the idea one of the challenges was that you know it was buying all new trophies for this whole new stream of competition so you know a perpetual trophy for the stage one girls champion perpetual trophies for the stage two girls champion and it was probably going to be easy just to give them some team awards and 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 put them in with um, alongside the junior competition, but I think the one of the big things was making sure that we recognise them as a competition in their own right and um, making sure that we treat them equally and in, in exactly the same way that we treated as any other new competition.
0: One of the things um, I've had a couple of guests, and we talk about uh, girls and women playing cricket, and you and it is. And I find it because I've always asked myself because I at the moment don't play cricket and I think why is that and one of them is because I am actually nervous to look silly in, in front of people spending all that time and then I go out for a duck or the balls don't hit the pitch like it's you know that's It's not, I don't want that. (laughs) So how do you find that, especially with a lot of new girls coming in, how do you get through that kind of part of it? And you spoke a little bit about obviously changing the night. Have you found challenges with that? And then how do you get through that?
1: I think um, being in an all girls environment has made a huge difference. Um, So in our club, we did some training sessions with the girls in the nets before they had their first game. So we made sure that and, and, you know, certainly first, our very first training session, you know, there were girls that didn't want to put the pads on because they felt uncomfortable or, were you know, didn't want to bowl this week because they knew they couldn't bowl down the pitch. So having those early training sessions and getting them just to build their confidence. Um, I think we had some music on the first few weeks just to try and relax everyone. Um, and, and it did take a good few weeks of them doing that before they did start to feel confident. Um, but then, then when they arrive at their first game and they're all wearing their uniform and there's a kit there for them and gear to put on, it, um, that seems to all just sort of slip away once they're actually there at the field and they're playing against another girls team and they, you know, they're all similar ages and all the parents are there to watch girls cricket. I think that that probably all slips away once, once they're there and on the field.
0: Now, there would be clubs listening who are trying to build their their girls' program. Whereabouts, how do you go about finding the the girls who might be interested and then getting them to your club? So what are some tactics that you might have used to actually, you know, go out and find the girls?
1: Uh, We we did a lot of um, Facebooks facebook posts just trying to get the girls in we have like i said we've got a really good schools program here in newcastle run by our cricket new south wales um, staff and so they ran some all girls they actually ran a big all girls gala day um, and we had flyers we handed out flyers there with um, with our you know email address on it um, in our own school i work in a school so we um i handed out flyers you know they have the cricket new south wales people come into our friday afternoon sport we we handed out flyers there, um, and the same with our local primary schools. So, a lot of it was that traditional flyer based sort of advertising. We've got, um, and some of the feedback we had from um, another club in our association was getting the flyers into the hands of the girls. So um, the feedback there was parents will tend to go, oh, no, she doesn't want to play cricket. She plays hockey. She plays netball. She doesn't want to play cricket. Um, but when the girls have had that experience um, at a school program and they go, I really enjoyed this, or a school um, school carnival day they do a lot of those are in our area as well they the girls go home with the thing and say I want to do this that seems to be that's been probably one of our biggest successes actually is just getting the fire into the hands of the girls.
0: Then you decide being involved at a club it's not enough you want to uh, branch out and how did you get involved in the committee or, and the, the girls program in terms of the association and trying to drive it more regionally? I didn't mean to. (laughs) I went along to the AGM
1: because our club has to send a representative. So You need to know AGMs. (laughs) (laughs) And I put my hand up to be the Child Safe Officer. I thought, okay, I can do that. I can get working with children numbers. I can put them in a spreadsheet and I can keep track of those. That's my job because we've got enough going on here at the club. Um, But we have a very persuasive group of Cricket New South Wales staff here. (laughs) in newcastle and they'd been involved in the sixes girls and they'd seen me i think involved with um some girls school cricket that i've been trying to get going at the school that i work at and um you know it won't be too much work just come along it'll be fine just come along It's probably as much work as a child safe officer (laughs) and (laughs) so okay and um yeah and that's sort of it sort of happened very uh yeah with without without a lot of um I didn't mean to, to be there, but, <laughs> but then it is then that thing that once it's once you're there and you go okay well what are we doing at association level I've got these girls that want to play, um, and it just at all it just all evolves really quickly. Um, and it was you know early on um, it was like you know the start of last season, and you know we didn't know when the season was going to start, so we thought we had a bit of time to get things up and running. Um, we did have a bit of a delayed sit, start as well uh, which gave us a bit more time and it really is then just a frantic sort of four to six weeks of trying to get to get out to the clubs and and get the clubs to you know put their girls teams together so it happened really fast yeah
0: and so how do you lead that from an association perspective how do you go about um leading your clubs in this space
1: Yep, so we have um, a very small subcommittee. Myself, um, another another lady who's involved in one of the larger clubs here in Newcastle, and then another lady who is involved in i mean Lake Macquarie area. Um, so we basically just got in touch with the people that we knew out at the clubs. Um, we did you put the
0: subcommittee together?
1: Uh, the subcommittee had been going. I think I'm not sure they'd been together for a year, maybe before I came along, um, and they were working on that that girls' sixes, um, the Friday night twilight thing, um, which was has been a successful um, program here in Newcastle for a number of years, um, but it was still not just not getting the depth of players coming in and staying in the program. So the girls would come and play it for a, for a season or two, then they'd move into the junior cricket space or they'd leave. Um, we didn't have many long-term g- girls staying in that program long-term. So um, the idea was now to try and this year to get that, that structure in place that gives the girls a place to start that's fun. And yes, some will go and play in the junior program, but we also wanted to have girls continue to play with girls through the stages and then hopefully
0: into women's cricket here in Newcastle. And you saw quite a lot of growth and one of it, I know you sent out a big survey and why did you do that? And were people nervous or was there any pushback around that idea? Because I know some people can get very nervous around, well, if we survey them and it's bad, like it's, it can be, you know, we don't want to see bad results. Yeah, yeah.
1: Look, I think it's like with any survey. We needed to go in there knowing, um, you know, with a plan of what we wanted to, to sort of roll out. And then, you know, it was adapted in that we ideally we'd have, um, you know, all, the, all junior cricket in Newcastle being played on the same day. But it, it also coincided with um, the introduction of midweek boys' junior competition um, rolling out that same year, which allowed us that sort of idea of going into a midweek competition um, because the girls had traditionally been midweek or Friday. They had been on a weeknight and on a Saturday morning. So we sort of, it allowed us that space to go The boys, we're moving some competitions to midweek. We'll keep our our one girls competition midweek. And then we'll introduce the Saturday morning to align with the, the usual Saturday morning cricket that we have here in Newcastle. So yeah, certainly the feedback, the feedback was positive in terms of keeping it. We had, you know, we had a lot of people that wanted to keep it on a Friday night, but Um, In terms of the the player load, um, those girls that we want playing on a Wednesday afternoon in in that stage two um, more advanced competition will also probably be playing Saturday morning. A lot of them will be playing rep cricket on a Sunday. So just trying to spread out the the playing load for for those girls as well.
0: What did you ask in the survey?
1: Oh, I can't remember now.
0: (laughs) A lot of it was about what
1: the girls enjoyed about their cricket, um, what they enjoyed, what would make them want to come back to cricket, um, you know, the logistics, what day suits you best. But a lot of it was around what, what do you enjoy from cricket. Um, and, and what, was the,
0: what were some of the common answers?
1: Friendships. They like playing with their friends. Um, they like playing in, in all girls. Um, Competition—that was a big thing. Um, playing with the other girls against other girls, um, and yeah, that connection, social—the social aspect for the girls certainly is probably the big.
0: Was there anything big, unexpected that came back? Uh,
1: not really. I think um, there were things, you know, what sort of rewards would you like? <laughs> Prizes and those sort of things, and <laughs> and again, it was all social stuff. They wanted movie tickets and um, vouchers to to you know the to grill to go for a burger with their friends. It was it, it all comes back to that social connection, especially for those younger girls. I think.
0: And were yeah. there obviously the the days of the week was something that you changed? Was there anything else based on the feedback that you then? Me, uh, like moulded or changed to accommodate the feedback? Yeah, um, the girl
1: wanted to be taken seriously, didn't want to be the girls having a hit and a giggle. Uh, so that's where the concept of, and that's probably one of the big key things with the, the programs this year was aligning them to the Australian junior cricket format. So, they're you know, the for the age of the girls, they're playing the same length, length pitch, they're using the same ball, Um, and the same same playing conditions as the junior formats. Um, And we did that with our stage one and our stage two. So the stage two, we adapted slightly um, thinking, you know, given that it was so new, we didn't want the girls to come in and get out on a duck. So they followed that same stage, one format of um, each player faced the, the same number of balls, um, just to give them that chance out out on the out on the field um, and to, to be able to have a swing at, at every ball that came their way. So that was aligning it to, to real cricket um, and, and you know, take, being taken seriously as, as a valid competition. in in newcastle junior cricket association
0: and so what is you make all these changes and do all these things what's the growth been like oh the growth's been incredible so we had um we had eight
1: teams in each of our saturday morning competitions in we did it we split it over two terms so we did term four and term one Um, and then our older girls um in our stage two which was aimed at um, sort of high school age or girls that had had a few years' experience playing in the the sixes social um, cricket, and so that was again it ranged from we probably had some year five and year six age girls um, and then um, right up to sort of our oldest player was 16 um, but she was brand new to cricket and so our older girls tended to be the ones that hadn't played before and the younger girls tend to in in that competition tended to be the girls that had a couple of years experience of cricket Um, and so that started out that was probably the one that didn't pick up as many players in in term four but then in term one we ended up um, almost doubling the the number of players and teams in that competition um, which is and yeah, really promising for for next season.
0: You mentioned obviously you you run the the subcommittee. What are some things that you do with your subcommittee or like, you know, in terms of governance and and having a well-run because, I mean, to manage the growth and the program and all that kind of stuff and your relationship with clubs, is there anything that you do that helps um, in terms of your committee and your subcommittee? At this point in time, it's still very, very informal. Um, So we tend
1: to, you know, catch up. Uh, yeah, we we haven't we, we we are things are going to have to change this year because we've had we've um, so it's gone from the three of us to I think we've already got about seven people that have indicated that they'd like to be part of um, what we're now calling the working group because um, I don't really want to scare people off by calling calling it a committee because I think once people think they're on a committee with that comes responsibility and time constraints and really what we want to get out of the the working group this year is that feedback um, from the people that are out there at their club like I'm at my club but I don't know what's going on at the club you know on, on the other side of town so and and having the biggest thing having those people will be they'll be our advocate back to their club for getting all girls teams together. So we've still got quite a number of clubs that um, put the the girl, the female players they had into the junior competition. Um, So our goal this year is to get those those girls that already know how to play and have been playing for a few years to get them into our girls, our girls competition. So yeah, in terms of governance and that, it is still very informal.
0: And how, so obviously, because you get, when you've got sort of growth, sometimes the initial bit is almost, I guess what you could term the easiest bit, because it's usually everyone's a bit sort of up and about. How do you now focus more on, you know, sustainability and making sure that, you know, the girls are staying in the game? Um, And so, you know, hopefully not as much drop off or um, that you can kind of maintain this moving forward.
1: Yeah, so that's our, our challenge this year now will be to provide a competition format that keeps those girls that came into the game wanting to keep playing. So some of our girls that played in the, the younger junior stage one have um, already started talking about going to play junior cricket on a Saturday morning. But what we really need to do is um, promote to those particular teams and clubs the the long-term benefits of keeping the girls in cricket in an all-girls competition because ultimately we'd like those girls to go from stage one to stage two to stage three with us at the junior association and newcastle's um, just recently introduced a women's t20 competition um, affiliated with all it's part of the district clubs Um, and so they had i think five teams this year so what we really want to do is provide all of our girls that pathway to stay with cricket um, through through their teenage years and into women, you know, to play as a team, as women, like we see with netball netball and hockey and soccer. You know, women can play in all girls' teams and competitions all the way through juniors and then they know that there's somewhere for them to play, um, you know, still when they're in their 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s. Um, so, that yeah, that's our biggest challenge now.
0: Yeah, because I, I do hear um, a couple of people that I've spoken to have mentioned it around what you know because we can put all the effort into getting it started but then just due to the nature of where female cricket is at sometimes there's like what happens when the girls finish the junior pathway so it's you know you might have some girls that just want to play for fun and they're really maybe they're not you know that that top level skill of going into a premier competition um but then also you've got so many different levels of um skill where do the girls go considering that some clubs might only have one or two teams, it's not just easy to like move a whole team into, into something. Uh, do you, yeah. have you started, I guess, or like have relationships with those other local associations moving forward that that's going to be a like a pathway to be considered?
1: Yeah, we do. So that's where... Um, so those, those girls that are serious and want to keep playing, will move over to our district clubs and play in a women's team. But we're really fortunate here in Newcastle that um, our Cricket New South Wales club manager, um, Sharon Beck, has been working really hard behind the scenes, getting women's social cricket up and running. So I haven't had as much to do with that in the last few years, but... That's that is really growing. So that's some um, for the, the mums, the women, um, you know, the daughters. Um, and that's a, at the moment it's a short competition. I think it's a six-week competition that's held over summer. Um, so that that will be our other pathway. So these girls that are playing in the all-girls competition, um, hopefully, if they're if they're not the girls that want to go off and play in a district competition, they've got that that pathway. So that's one of the things we've just been working on. We've been mapping out. Um, just that visual pathway for for girls and their parents and for our clubs um, to see where, that the girls don't just finish, you know, when they hit 13 or 14 or 15 and don't wanna keep playing junior anymore, that they can go. um, And we'll probably, I'm not sure what the long-term plan for that social competition will be, but that will be, we will, from a junior perspective, we'll be having to start to align with our girls with some of those teams. Um, so that they have got that option to just to continue playing social cricket.
0: And with your clubs, I guess from association perspective, what sort of questions, I guess, do you get asked in the girls space when clubs are trying to get this up? As well as, do you kind of do any education back to them um, and all the linking in, I guess, to Cricket New South Wales? But you know, in terms mm-hmm. of supporting clubs to get up their their girls teams, you know, what do you what do you look at?
1: Well, that's what we're starting to think about now. <laughs>
0: all quite new
1: to us so we've we've got like you said we've got this up and running um so our next thing will be um at least having one contact from each of those clubs that can go back to the club you know committee meetings and go back to the agms and um really advocate for getting and the and the importance of keeping the girls in cricket for longer so our local cricket new south wales um coach development manager he he's looking at his be putting together some um, getting our you know community coaches into a coaching course before the start of the season this this season and doing some obviously the same community coach course that all the other community coaches do but with a real focus on how we keep the girls engaged with their cricket and how we keep them there so we've got plenty of support in that in that with our cricket new south wales staff here in newcastle it'll be our biggest our biggest challenge is getting out to the clubs and getting getting that engagement early on before the season starts so that when when the registrations open because um, we'll, we'll start a big campaign advertising campaign um, that will include our, our our you know visual representation of the pathway But then when those girls contact their clubs, we need to know that the clubs actually say, okay, we're going to put you into this all girls team. We've got this coach who's been trained as a community coach and he or she, hopefully a she, um, has um, done some girl-specific coaching, coaching, um, training, training there as well. And I think that's one of the other, we recently had a club forum and speaking to the clubs, it's one of our goals and this came out of, the um, Accelerating um, Female Participation Cricket Australia is for girls to see women involved in their clubs. So girls to come to a presentation and see women up there presenting awards and um, for girls to walk into a shed or a, a clubhouse and see recognition of past female players on the wall with all the men that's the basics. so you know we do talk about having the female change rooms and and all of that sort of thing but if those girls can see that that women have an important role in their club um, and in their sport and in their community then you know that's going to help help keep them there as well
0: where and did you seek help and guidance in all of this like when you first started or now where do you go to to get help
1: yeah, like I said, we've got a great Cricket New South Wales team here in Newcastle. So um, our c- current club club manager um, has been involved at our association level and, and basically created um, and put the structure behind our association um, and our junior competition um, before moving into the Cricket New South Wales role that she's in. And she's been advocating for girls cricket um, here in Newcastle for years. So she's a wealth of knowledge um, at our, our Newcastle Junior Association level. Um, we've got um, a lot of people that have been involved in cricket for a long time. So it's um, quite easy for me to go along and, and ask some questions and, and they can give me the feedback of what things that have, they've tried in the past and, and what has and hasn't worked. Um, and then our local area managers here, Cricket New South Wales guys, are they're, they're on, you know, they're, to their own detriment they're available <laughs> you know anytime of day. <laughs> you can email call leave a message and um they, they've really got those guys have really got their finger on the pulse of what's happening in other as, associations as well um so I'll sometimes you know I'll read something on the community game changers and go have you heard about this and they'll go oh yes well that's so and so over there and they're doing this and <laughs> so that they have they're really um they're, they're a wealth of knowledge those guys and and, and what's currently happening and working
0: have you has there been anything that you've tried that just it's obviously a learning experience but that hasn't worked look i think so far because
1: it's so new i i maybe ask me that again in a couple of years (laughs) we'll come back (laughs) (laughs) yes so far it'll be really interesting just to see where we go this year that second you know, the first year we're all on a high at work and it's up and running but how we now keep that keep the growth um, and how we um, make sure that we adapt the programs for the girls as they grow, as they grow with their cricket. That'll be our,
0: yeah,
1: a big challenge.
0: From, it can be from a club perspective. Actually, maybe we'll we'll chop it in two, but from an association perspective to start, what's been um, one of the biggest challenges and learning experiences? From an association, it's getting out to the clubs. It's getting all the clubs on
1: board and seeing the benefit for their club. Because I think often, you know, when something new is introduced and, and all clubs are so short on volunteers, like the volunteers that are out there are all putting in so much work um, and just trying to explain and get that across that it's, it's really not any extra work by having an all girls team. It's the same as having an all boys team. Um, you know, you've still got to get a kit. You've got to get, you know, the registrations, you've got to get a manager, you've got to get a coach. Um, and you've got to get them using my cricket so they know where their games are every week. And, and you've got to allocate them a time in the nets for some training or a field for some field training. Um, that's no different to, to a boys' team. So that, that's that's, our, that's probably our biggest challenge is getting all of the clubs equally engaged.
0: What do you, what's one of the biggest pushbacks for not having or going down the path? And I think most clubs, it might just be just not now. Um, I don't think it's probably necessarily they don't want to uh, but what's been one of the biggest pushbacks and then how do you address how do you overcome that
1: I think it's 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 that perception that it'll be more work um, and we don't have anyone who wants to take on an all-girls team um, without the realization that it is just exactly the same as an all-boys team and there'll be a mum or a dad who put their hand up to coach and there'll be a mum or dad who'll learn how to score I think I, I think it is that, that idea that there'll, there'll be extra work involved and, like I said, everyone's already, you know, <laughs> volunteer week. <laughs> right. we, everyone, it's so, so nice to, to have that recognition, um, but for the other 51 weeks of the year, <laughs> everyone's, you know, short on time and, and, and pushing pushing the limits already. So and I guess that's our, our job at Association of All is to provide the support to say you know it's not any extra work we'll help you with this we'll get the coaching course um, up and running for your girls girls coaches you know um even even getting some extra funding for for the girls for kits and um equipment and gear and just explaining that you know there are so many grants available out there that that are um you know targeting women and girls in sport that can help you along the way and it might be that we you know have have people help help them write those grant applications to get them some money so you know having a couple of extra thousand dollars in the bank might actually help some of those clubs to to spur them on to to get that that extra team together and the kit and the uniforms
0: and what's been what was a challenge at club level maybe that you didn't expect
1: um like I said we're, we're really lucky at our club everyone's very supportive we you know, at one point, one of the biggest challenges was we ended up with too many girls for one team. <laughs> so our, our very, one of our first part of the competition, we actually had another club that didn't have have enough girls. So we, we sort of took some of our girls and created a merge team. So, which has been, um, which was a great experience. And out of that, Um, we got a team into our stage two girls for the next term um, and a a wonderful coach um, over there who's a mum who's played cricket herself in the and um, is her daughter's loving her cricket and so you know she's someone who's going to be key to getting getting on board with um, at association level and her club she'll be a great advocate for the girls cricket in her club so um, at our club in particular we haven't had that, that many challenges, we've been really lucky that everyone's been really supportive. And like I said, we have probably had too many, but we had too many in our stage one, stage two girls team as well. And they all had to take turns in, you know, it was good. You know, everyone's busy. So everyone's, eventually everyone will have a week off doing something with another commitment. But um, we were really fortunate. We, we didn't have as many challenges as probably some of the other clubs might that I think we'll, I'll find as we, um, as we push more out into the club lane this, this year.
0: That can it like it's you know it's nice to have too many players, but I think that can actually be a challenge that many clubs have, where they can get enough for one, but then getting enough every week for two is sometimes a, a, a huge challenge. Um, obviously, yeah. you mentioned that there was like a merge team, so is it still do you still have that now? Did it work, and what was the feedback from that? Considering you know, like I guess you've got some, you've got a group that are kind of part of two clubs. Yeah,
1: it wasn't ideal. And our biggest challenge with that was trying to make our old girls from our club still feel like they were part of our club. So we had this, you know, the very first week we all rocked up and they had, we had our girls in their, our uniform, they had their girls in their uniform, they bought a couple of extra, we bought a couple of extra, but we didn't quite have enough to put them all in the one uniform. Um, and you know, we quite easily could have given them all of, you know, all of Charlestown shirts and all of that, but we really need those girls to keep their identity as belonging to their own club. Um, so I think we ended up going with, they wore Charlestown shirts and the other club they were was um, Toronto Districts. So they wore Toronto hats, <laughs> just to try, and, you know, and again, you know, we don't want a drain of, you know, getting all those girls and saying, "Hey, just come and register for Charlestown." We want them to stay at their club, um, so that then, as their friends see them playing cricket, and as their club sees the the popularity, that that club will grow its own own girls team, which it did then. Yeah. So, and you know, we have had that happens, I think, occasionally here in the junior competition in Newcastle. We have a, a summer smash competition for our under ten kids and we had to do that with some of that as well so probably those initial stages that merge team you know sometimes will happen but as individual clubs we need to make sure that those players keep their identity and keep loyal um, and that alliance with their clubs so that their own club can grow that particular competition whether it's girls or boys or
0: what's been a a positive outcome that you did not expect (laughs) <laughs>
1: um. yeah I think and it probably isn't as directly um, related to that particular the stage two or stage one girls competitions that we had but I mean I work at a local high school and um, we, they got up and running they wanted to do a girls competition with on a Friday afternoon in school sport time. So I had a couple of girls that said they were keen. We had one girl who plays in our, in, my, in our club and I said to her, can you find some friends? And then another girl who said, yeah, I'd like to have a go, but she's a really good soccer player. So it's never gonna be her number one sport or not for the time being anyway. Um, and sending those, so from two girls at, at, high, at high school level, um, I sent them out and said, we're gonna play Friday afternoon. The bus picks you up, takes you over to here. Um, we've got some kits you guys can you find me a team and we ended up with enough for three teams (laughs) so those girls and I went with them the first week um and we caught the bus over and the competition was a four-team competition and three of the teams were ours (laughs) and um that was something that was completely unexpected so that was standing on the sidelines and they've all you know the girls were all keen to be there and happy happy to have a go and when the first, you know, we split them into their teams, they went out, and the team that was sitting there waiting to bat went. So is this cricket? And I went, yeah, this is cricket. And they went, this is pretty good. So we can just sit here and talk for a while. And I went, yeah, we sit here and talk for a while. <laughs> and then when you finish, you go out there and you stand around that field, and then you talk out there for a while. <laughs> And so, you know, the next week they took a boombox and snacks with them. And, <laughs> and so, out of that, you know, sort of, um, I think it was about 32 girls that came from two girls that said, oh, I want to play school cricket. That, for me, that was probably one of my, my biggest shocks this season. Um, so, we haven't quite got those girls yet over in town we didn't get them into the stage two this season but that's something that we'll be working with at at school level to um to just try and get them you know they enjoyed it they you know they'd come back and I'd see them at school later in the week and they'd go guess what happened and I bowled the ball and it went right down all the way down the (laughs) down the pitch and then you know she hit this and just those conversations from the girls that was it was completely unexpected so they would have normally gone and done you know dancing or um, soccer or something else for sport and they they chose to come and do cricket and, and actually enjoyed it so much more than they imagined they would
0: shows you the power of finding the right people to help you recruit you know sometimes yes those that's right the right people to like the leaders that um, other people may follow or you know having that influence I think that's really powerful especially in girls when it's they're usually their groups of friends yeah yep that's exactly what it was yeah yep and what are you most proud of in all of this
1: um I think those girls that arrived not knowing anyone and really nervous but wanting to have a go and seeing their growth and the friendships they formed over that season Um, and just the way they walk by the end of that season they'd walk out with their head held high Um, they'd arrive to cricket really keen they'd come to training and we allowed them about an hour and a half of training and they were generally there for about two and a half hours those, um, and my husband was the coach of one of those teams and he'd come home and he goes, I had to just say to them, girls, we've got to go home and have dinner. <laughs> 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 Everyone has to leave now. So their parents had been waiting around, not, not uncommon for them, you know, for an hour after the training was supposed to finish and they would just want to keep on going. We had a day, it was a torrential downpour and they were still um, out there bowling and, and and having a hit because they just, they really enjoyed it and yeah seeing that change and, and so proud of those girls that arrived nervous and and left um you know they at our presentation they won both their competitions and um they were the, the teams that got up and got the most medals <laughs> as simple as that seeing those girls at presentation day in a, in a hall full of boys um being the ones that were you know major premiers um in two competitions and you know walking away with an armful of medals and trophies and and just seeing the smiles on their faces
0: finish us off I like to get some things that we can share with people so what are three tips that you would give um they can be specific to the stuff that you've done or things that you've learned or could be just general club or association can be anything what are some three tips that you'd give other people I think what you just
1: said, key thing is to get the right people involved early. So whether that's the girls going out to recruit their friends um, or getting one person in your club who really wants, who's, who is your advocate for girls' cricket. So getting the right person early on is is key to, to getting things up and running. Funding, get get some grants. So we were really lucky, we, we received um, a significant grant from the ICC T20 World Cup um, program this year, so that helped us in that as soon as that came in, I was straight on the phone to the cricket shop and ordered the girls new kits. Um, so getting, getting that funding, um, so whether that's through sponsorship. Um, and I think we're probably in a unique position at the moment. Women's sport and women's cricket are getting so much positive publicity that I'm sure um, we haven't gone really down that sponsorship path yet. But I, I just I'm really confident that people will get on board to sponsor um, all girls programs and all girls initiatives. So getting that money, getting that funding and sponsorship or whatever it is behind you that to help you deliver those programs. Um, and the other one, and it's, it's. I don't know if it's so much of a tip, but I just hope everyone has a cricket New South Wales team behind them, like we do here in Newcastle. These guys have just been so supportive. Um, they're they're all in it for the right reason, um, and as a as is our association. So um, we're really fortunate that everyone, you know, at our at committee level, the association really supports this, and will do everything they can. So all of those are about the right people and the support. So it's, it's the right people, the right funding um, and the right level of support around you to, to um, implement implement anything new, I guess.
0: And I think it's, you know, everywhere is a little bit different with their, their state staff and it's like, you know, if you don't have that deeper connection like you do, you know, I think it's also just who else can support um, whether that's Definitely. through cricket staff or other clubs yeah. that you know, other presidents yeah. or other, you know, it's having it's finding a support network that you can have. Oh,
1: support network, absolutely. And I mean, we've we sort of have that a bit with the community game changers. We've some. I'm on that Facebook page often, searching things that other people have already asked. Um, we were, our committee was involved in some research early, earlier last season with Cricket Australia we made some connections with some other women around the country um, from Brisbane down to Victoria and just those connections, the support that, that two or three hours, two hours on a Zoom, um, you know, we all sat and we just were making notes the whole time, getting all that advice from those other people that have been there and, and done that before us. And, um, you know, we'll hopefully catch up with them sometime soon um, again. So last, last night after the awards finished um, one of the cricket New South Wales staff that was there said you know look at the the group of women that we had in the in that room that automatically after the awards went to okay what do we do next how do we um, ride this high and, and what what's what are our goals for next season it's automatically happened um, <laughs> So, you know, we went, well, what about our next thing? You know, let, let's get a um, women in cricket in Newcastle. Um, so there are so many women in all the clubs from juniors right through to the district clubs that are involved in cricket. So that might be another one of our things that we add to our, <laughs> our list of things to do. So it is about finding that support, whether it is through your cricket, and your, your, you know, your local state staff, or whether it is just through other clubs, um, but finding those people that align with the values that your club and your association, um, bring and, and sharing, sharing what you know, and connecting. Mm-hmm.